Hello and welcome to the Heat Check, the Miami Herald's Miami Heat podcast. I'm David Wilson, joined as always by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald. How's it going, Anthony? Good. Uh, any 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 game that he could win when Jimmy goes three or fourteen from the field, it's good. It's, a good, it's a good night for the Heat. Yeah. yeah. Just wish it was a little shorter. It was a long one. Yeah, a lot of free throws. A lot of free throws. I was also related to Jimmy. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll jump into all of that, but uh, there's only one place to start tonight. Uh, we are sitting here at American Airlines Arena on uh, Sunday night after the Heat just beat the Bulls in overtime, and really it was Tyler Hero beat the Bulls. Scored, I think, 16 of the last 18 points in the fourth quarter and overtime. Hit three three-pointers, either... All of them to either put the Heat ahead or tie the game. Um, I mean, he was the go-to guy in the last six minutes of this game, which is he's a 19-year-old on a team with Jimmy Butler, and he was the go-to guy. That kind of says it all. Yeah, it's not bad. It's it's honestly it's it's crazy. That he's only 19. Yeah, I think that's like, it's crazy. He was the number forgot. 13 pick. Yeah, and, and like before the combine, before you know, I guess months before, a couple months before the draft, he wasn't even a lot. Considered a lottery pick, I yeah. Think. At least not a lock for it. No, yeah. not a lock. And I mean, now he looks like one of the, I guess, it's probably a top seven rookie this season. Yeah, say. he's been awesome, especially with guys that are hurt. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they were open shots. Like, yeah, I, were. I, I was talking to somebody in the locker room, another reporter, and I was very surprised by Tyler. And he's like, he can hit open shots. Yeah. Like they, this, t- the Bulls loaded up on Jimmy. Mm-hmm. They sent two, three guys on him because Jimmy was getting to the paint at will. And he made the right play, passed to Tyler, and he made those shots. And yeah. credit to Tyler for making them because, you know, in that moment, you know, when, you know, that shot, those shots could have cost the Heat the game right. easily. Um, and he hit them. I think it was perfect 4-4 during that stretch where he, when he made 16 of the, scored 16 of the final 18 points. So yeah. he was effective, he was efficient, and he did what he was supposed to do. He hit the shots. So another impressive performance um, and just part of a really an impressive rookie season he's putting together. Yeah, he, um, you know, two of those were wide open. One, he, he used a little bit of a step back to create some space. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, that's what he's supposed to do, right? He's supposed to be the guy who hits the open shots. In a, in a lot of ways, the quarter, the, it was kind of a weird game for me. Didn't score it all in the first quarter, didn't score it all in the third quarter. Then the fourth quarter, he hits that three and then gets crazy hot, um, hits a couple in overtime. And But then it was also the second quarter. He was down... 11, I think, going into the quarter. Yeah, he had nine points in that quarter. And he had nine points yeah. in the quarter, and the Heat were down two. At the half. Like, he, it wasn't just the fourth quarter hitting open shots. He was a guy who, you know, he got to the rim. He made a bunch right. of layups. Um, he had, a, I think, a layup late in the game in a big moment also yeah. um, off a cut. Um, and he, I mean, he's a guy who can, he has a full offensive complement. He's not just... You know, I think a lot of people when the Heat drafts him, they wonder, like, is he J.J. Redick? Mm-hmm. Is he... That's not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. J.J. Redick's yeah. been in the league for a long time. He's more than that. He's a guy who, you know, has a go-to move in that step back that is, you know, he, he uses it to create that extra bit of space on some of the threes, but then he also uses it just to get long twos that he hits at a pretty high rate for mm-hmm. a rookie. Um, and he's, you know, he's... Pretty good getting to the rim. Like uh, he's not going to like burn anyone off the dribble or cross anyone up, but um, he can attack a closeout, get a guy on his hip, and um, even though he's got I guess short arms, he knows how to use his full body to sort of yeah, extend no. and and he knows the angles to hit off the backboard and he knows the limitations. If yeah, like. Like, you don't see him just driving to the rim all the time. when he gets to the he gets to the paint. He does a floater, which is kind of works for him. Yeah, um, I think he hit one today. 
he hit, yeah, he hit one today. He has good extension. Like, he doesn't have good length, but he, for some reason... Yeah, he, he like, up, uses, like, his whole shoulders, yeah. and I don't know exactly how to describe it, but he knows, like, where to take off, and... He doesn't get that many shots. I guess the, the easy way to put it is he doesn't get many shots blocked. Yeah. You know, it's not like he's getting to, you know, he can't get to the rim, and when he gets there, they're just swatting it away. Like, yeah. he, he gets a lot of shots and he's off. got good... T- like, he makes... He banks shots in from, like, right. unorthodox angles. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he makes the most of what he, you know, the skill set he has. Yeah. Um, but I think one interesting part of his game today was 22 shots. Yeah. Season high. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, think of Friday against the Wizards. He At that point, he tied a season high with 18 shots. Right. So, 40 shots over the past two games. I mean, he just needed it with Goron and Justice out. Mm-hmm. Bam. They needed somebody hampered. To kind of, yeah, Bam hampered. They needed a guy, another perimeter player to kind of fill that scoring role yeah. that Goron was in and even Justice helped out in. And Tyler's done that. Like he's been a big really a bigger part of the offense these last two games and he's looked good in that role. So right. I think it's something for him to build on and it's a question that I guess eventually should Tyler start. Yeah. Or a guy like Kendrick. Yeah, I mean I think that's only kind of only a matter of time. Um he's too valuable offensively and it's not like there's a drop off defensively from Kendrick to Tyler. I think especially, you know, whenever they put it, assuming they put Justice back in the starting lineup, um, you know, Tyler's just kind of the perfect off ball guard to play with. You know, Justice as your point guard, Jimmy as your other wing. Tyler's like the perfect third like it's the way that like like with the Warriors, Clay yeah. is the perfect shooting guard to play with, like Steph and Draymond, where those two guys have the ball a lot. You, you want your third guy to be a guy who is really good at attacking closeouts and really good at hitting open or not open jumpers. Um, and you know, like I said, he does a good job. You know, he's different than Clay, where Clay just can shoot over guys because he's got the you know, six seven and has really long arms. But he's really good at just that. His footwork is really good on the perimeter. It's just that extra bit of space yeah. he needs to get shots up with his relative lack of length. He just he he's got that move down that little like half step. That the step back is pretty. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah, it's pretty. And uh, another another option too. We talk about the starting lineup is do you put him for Duncan? Maybe. I mean, yeah. you, you. I mean, it's not like Duncan is guarding forwards and so like right. Tyler can guard Duncan's man. You put justice. And, you, do you yeah, I mean, it seems like justice, justice for Tyler for nine and in, yeah. yeah. I mean, that lineup. That's the starting lineup could ultimately be Bam, Jimmy, Tyler, Justice, and Myers or Kelly. Or Kelly. I'm, like, still kind of think Kelly at some point. You still, think, I mean, you, you think about it. Like, those are your, maybe your four best players. Definitely, you're like three for sure. You're three. I mean, in theory, those are your well, those three plus Goron. Right, and Goran, right. But Goran is, is he's he's the perfect six man. Yeah, he's yeah. great in that role. But I, I think eventually we could see a lineup like that. Like, yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see. Um, right now, it's working. You know, Kendrick Kendrick had a de- solid game today after kind of a, a, a little bit of a shooting slump recently. Yeah. 6 of 11, 18 points. Yeah, um, he's going to be fine. He's not going to do what he did in the first yeah. month. But he's going to... And he'll have those games once in a while. Yeah. Like, once every couple weeks, he might have like a 20-point game, but... I think we're starting to see who Kendrick is, and he's a rookie, but we're starting to see what he, what he, you know, kind of who the real Kendrick is. Yeah, he's going to be... 15 points a game yeah, around there. Good in catch and shoot, yeah. I think. Like, that that's going to be his, where he gets a lot of his points, I think, more than being the primary ball handler, isolation. Right. Um, which is fine. I mean, that's this that's kind of what they need. Yeah, they yeah. Like we said, they have a lot of guys who are ball dominant between not just... Um, 
Justice and Jimmy, but obviously Bam has the ball in his hands a lot, and um, Goron. Um, a lineup I, I just realized I don't think we've seen at all is, and I don't know if we will, you know, this isn't like an obvious lineup, but let's say, you know, we, we just talked about who the best guys on the team are. The If you said who the five best guys on the team are, it's probably Jimmy, Justice, Bam, mm-hmm. Tyler, Tyler. And, and Goron. Yeah. I don't think we've seen that lineup yet. Which, interesting. And then it would be Justice would have to be your four in that line. I mean, he could be your ball handle, but he has to be the defending the four. Yeah. It's, a, it's a little small. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's a lineup we haven't seen them. I mean, Just I'm, because of injuries yeah. and, you know, you, you would think we'll get a look at it at some point. I think eventually. It makes. I mean, it's not a lineup that's, like, out of... Yeah, it makes sense positionally, sense right? Goron's your one. Yeah. Tyler and Jimmy on the wings. The only thing would point forward you, and you, Bam is your center. You're saying you, you have all your pretty much all your ball handlers on the court, yeah, except for Kendrick. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's but just it's the, the thing is like, do we want our five best guys yeah, on the floor at once, or do you want to stagger them? Yeah. But uh, I think your point is valid. Like maybe late in the game, yeah, when that's out the window and you have four minutes left to play and you want your best guys on the court. Yeah, like, it's, it's interesting we haven't yeah. seen that yet. Yeah. Partially, it's a lot of it's obviously because Justice has been out for a yeah. while and Jimmy missed some time. Like, just those guys have, haven't played a lot of games where all five yeah. of them have been available. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's one I'd like to, to see. And I think, you know, as Tyler, you know, I mentioned this to him after the game where he was the screener on a couple of those mm-hmm. threes, and he was like, that's something I've never really done before. Like, he's just going to keep learning you know, early in the year, he, you you thought of him really as just a catch-and-shoot, or not even catch-and-shoot, but, like, he's a three-point specialist, like a guy who's going to have the ball in his hand and make threes. But he's going to just keep – Spo raves a lot about his uh, intelligence, and I think that's Jim or big reason Jimmy likes him, but he's just going to keep getting um, better in that regard. And you know, he's going to be a, a different player by the end of the year yeah. than he even is right now. And it's – you know, you wonder – just what his ceiling can be. I think we, you know, we had enough episodes early in the year raving about how much we liked his potential. But the fact he's doing it, I don't know if it necessarily changes what I think his ceiling can be. Because I think, you know, I always thought he could kind of be an all-star type guy. Um, but he's Devin Booker. He's like getting there already. Like he's he's a guy. He's, could he be Devin Booker? You think? Sure. I feel, like it's the, I feel like it's the best compared. I mean, that's. I mean, Devin Booker's a very good player, so that's a lot. Yeah. But I feel like you're going to compare him. Yeah, to like they have an similar builds. Player, that's those shooters, Kentucky guys yeah. who kind of didn't get to show everything they could do at Kentucky. Maybe some physical limitations for yeah. both. You know, I, I, I think that's kind of what if you're trying to project what he can be if he like reaches his full potential and he really is an all-star type player. I think the guy you can compare him to is. is is Devin and and yeah, that's Tyler the, said it like that's how he models his game. Yeah, they're so Kentucky guys, yeah. and um, yeah, I mean it makes it, that always made. T- I think I made that comparison in the pre-draft process. Right, and he was always more than a shooter, but I think the fact that he is, you know, that was the 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 kind of baseline. It was like all right, even if he not all of these other skills translate right away, he's going to be a shooter right away. Mm-hmm. The fact that all of his other skills have translated right away for a mm-hmm. playoff team, I mean. He's going to be in the Rookie of the Year conversation, especially if Zion misses, like, too many games. And, you know, Kendrick is going to tail off, I'm sure. And, you know, John Morant's probably, I guess, the favorite. But, I mean, if Tyler is the third leading scorer on a team that finishes top three in the yeah, East, like... Not? right? Yeah. I, I was going to ask you, who's 
who's been the better rookie so far up to this point, Kendrick or Tyler? To you, probably Kendrick. I think I think his uh, you know because Tyler's had some rough patches too. Yeah. I think those get you know because we're all waiting for the Kendrick Nunn thing to like stop. I think we kind of maybe nitpick those poor performances more. We're like, oh, is this the real Kendrick Nunn? Right. right. Um, whereas you know they're both rookies. They both are going to have games like that. Um, I mean, I'd still I would guess by the end of the year, Tyler's the better rookie. He's, I would guess he'll have the better career. Just he's five years younger than Kendrick, but um, I think you could say Tyler's rookie year has been more impressive considering how old he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and the efficiency but, he plays with. And the with. efficiency yeah. he plays with. Um, but I, I would, you know, if I had to pick who the rookie of the year was right now, it would probably be Kendrick Bernard, right? It's either him or, like, Ja. It's, it's crazy, right? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, rookies of the month, so it makes sense. Yeah, yeah exactly. But Tyler, I mean, 44% from the field, almost 40% from three. That's mm-hmm. that's impressive stuff. Yeah. Um, any other big takeaways from tonight? I mean, Jimmy was... It's kind of like a Jimmy game that we've... I was going to say, yeah, we've seen, seen, we've seen yeah. that game before, right? Like, he was not great shooting. You know, 3 or 14, like we mentioned at the top of the podcast, but what you, how many free throws did he have? He had 20, 17 to 21. 21. Yeah. Season high, I think the fourth most, tied for the fourth most he's ever taken in the game in his whole career. Yeah. And the team needed that. I mean, for, like, the better part of the game, they weren't playing well offensively. Yeah. They couldn't make threes. They were getting, you know, they are turning the ball over a lot. Um, the ball movement just wasn't there. And Jimmy was bailing them out with... I get into the line is literally just driving, you know, getting an ISO and driving into the paint and drawing a foul. And mm-hmm. that was the Heat's offense for like three quarters. <laughs> it was it not a them, fun game to watch. It was not a fun game. It was a long game. But it kept them in the game. And mm-hmm. then it set up what Tyler did. Because not only did it literally set up what Tyler did because it kept the Heat in the game, but it the Bulls had to adjust the way to play defense. And that created space for Tyler and other guys. So um, that was a big part, I think, of why they won. Yeah, I, I really liked something uh, Spo said yesterday after their practice about how Jimmy is an example for a lot of guys of how you can be a um, helpful player when your offense is not where it's supposed to be. Whether, you know, tonight it was getting the free throw line, obviously a lot of times it's just his defense, his, his energy, his rebounding, his passing, obviously, just making the smart decision and I mean, it's a cliche to like say the team has taken on his personality, but I don't know. Maybe the team had this personality, and he's like unlocked it because you know, Spo is basically like compa- said he and Bam are very similar. Yeah. I think Tyler is, you know, he's had seven rebounds like four times this year. Like he's way more complete of a player and a guy who can do stuff, even when his shots not falling. Than I think anyone, like even the most optimistic people yeah. about him, have expected. And I think. You know, Jimmy obviously in the past has had situations that did not end well for him, um, which I think made us fairly wonder, like, what the chemistry was going to be like this year and all that kind of stuff. Um, But I think he is, obviously, he's had a really good influence, not just because of his play, but he sets an example that you can be good even, you know, his, I think he's shooting a career worst percentage right now. Right. And, like... You can make a case he's like an All NBA guy. I mean, he's been the most effective player for the Heat. Yeah, and, th- and they're seventeen and six <laughs> plus minus. I think he's at least entering tonight. He was like top ten. Yeah, so, like he, 10 so he makes up for that by yeah. he's averaging career highs in rebounds. He's averaging career highs in assists, assists. Defense. The, the, yeah, the like, he gets the line and just yeah. I mean, he's just. I think what we've learned about Jimmy, he's not. He's not obviously James Harden or a guy who's going to score thirty a game. Mm-hmm. That's not the kind of star he is. 
he's more of this all, an all-around player. Yeah. And whether – I mean, he's always been that, and you've kind of seen it, but the Heat have really emphasized that with mm-hmm. him. Like, he's been the Heat's point guard for a large part of the season. The last two games, he's pretty much played – like he played 44 minutes today, yeah. and he was the point guard. And even when Goran and Justice are healthy, like, mm-hmm. when he's on the court, he's running the offense a lot yeah. of the time. Um, and that's – I didn't know Jimmy had that in his game. Like, I, I just didn't. Um, most nights, he's getting seven, eight assists. Yeah. Two triple-doubles in the last four games. Um, he's an all-around player. He's a really good defender. I think he's going to probably be an all, on the all-defense team again, all-defensive team again this season just because he's the leader of this, you know, the Heat of an elite defense, and he's the leader of that. So yeah. um, uh, he's he's really been impressive, even though he hasn't been as efficient maybe as expected. Um, but he's been very good in basically everything else. Yeah, it would be very easy for us to do an episode that was just like a rave about Jimmy Butler yeah. episode, and maybe a slow week we'll kind of dive into that, because I, I think we've both just been really surprised by um, how well this has gone, right? Yeah, I mean, and obviously it helps when you're winning, right? If yeah, you yeah. were 10 and 11 right But now, it's like a chicken or the egg thing, right? right? It's like how much of the winning is coming from the fact that they clearly have really good chemistry, and... Have a ide- he's you know they built an identity around Jimmy that works and, and he fits well right yeah. right and I think a lot of that has to go to Spo too yeah because he's Spo and really, Riley just like knowing that he was gonna work. yeah because again like he's a he did his tenure in Minnesota did not end well he had run-ins in Chicago like it, it very easily could have gone wrong right it was a risk to bring him in and it's one that so far I mean we're twenty three games in but but no. It, it's been perfect so far, yeah. <laughs> and but, but just the way Spo's used them, I feel like it's different. Oh than yeah, 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 most of his previous coaches have used. Them. Yeah, they've empowered him in a different way. Yeah, which I guess with his roster, like Spo says, like that's kind of the role he has to play. Mm-hmm. But this is a role that he they wouldn't have brought in. him in for this. They didn't, didn't think he could do this, right? Right. right. But yeah. even, even Spo should have said that he's a little bit somewhat surprised. Like yeah. they didn't. They knew he was a playmaker, but right. This has been a little bit of a more than expected. Yeah. I think he's shooting I mean there's sometimes where you're like why doesn't he just shoot like right. when he gets underneath the rim but he's not a, he's not I feel like he's not a natural scorer. No, he's not. I mean remember just, he was the 30th pick. He was a role player for the first 3 years of his career before right. like he suddenly inexplicably became like an all-star. It just, just the impact he has in the game without scoring is, is, yeah. is that's I think that's the most impressive thing. To put it in like in, in a simple form like the impact he makes without having to score the basketball. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of been the biggest takeaway from the yeah. first 23 games. Yeah. All right. Um, we recorded last week, I think it was after the Brooklyn game. So before they kind of closed out that three-game road trip that um, I think overall was a success, uh, right? I mean, even though you lose that Boston game where you led early and just yeah. kind of – it seemed like they just kind of ran out of gas to an extent. Schedule loss. It was a schedule loss. Yeah. Um, but that uh, – the Toronto game was that was I I think I, I put on Twitter just was this the most impressive game of the season? Right? Definitely that one. Was, or Milwaukee. It's either that or Milwaukee yeah. and the, like the Milwaukee one. I I think I've said it on this. Just like I almost throw it out because it was so early. But the Toronto game was, I mean, what that's Bam? Not, that's not fair, David. What Bam did to Siakam <laughs> in that game was also not fair. <laughs> yeah, no, what that, that trio? I know Justice has missed a large part of the season here with injuries, but. When Justice, Jimmy, and Bam are on the court together, they definitely have limitations offensively. Mm-hmm. That's that's going to be something they need to really work yeah, they, on. Because that's why you put Tyler and Duncan. And like Duncan out there, or yeah. Kelly or something. But that's going to be a trio that's on the court 
a lot late in games, especially late in the season mm-hmm. playoffs. So they're gonna have to kind of work again their offense straight. But defensively, those three guys, like that's you know that all each of those guys can guard all five positions pretty much. And yeah. At least one through four for Jimmy and Justice and Bam really can guard all five positions. Yeah. The, what they did Toronto late in that game was really impressive to watch. Like they took Toronto totally out of their offense. Um, Bam and Pascal, and even you know they would look for switches, and it would be like from Bam to yeah, Justice. Yeah, they kept trying to get Hill and Bam yeah, to lead, and it just like didn't there work. There's nowhere to go. So I, I think that's something that's we kind of saw on that trip, and it's in the Brooklyn game too. Yeah, those three guys closed out the Brooklyn game. They closed out the Toronto game, and the defense was really on display, um, and. Offensively, again, the numbers weren't great, but they didn't need it because the other team wasn't scoring. Right. Yeah, they've only played six games together, that group, 70 total minutes. So, like, it's an untapped, it, it's an untapped part of this roster, right? It's, yeah. Like, there are a couple moves that we were talking about before the game, like putting Tyler here in the lineup is like a move they have up their sleeve that the lineup I talked about, the five best guys, haven't played together. Mm-hmm. Even these three with Ty, just throw Tyler in as a fourth, they've played six total minutes together. Wow. Like. And that is, he kind of feels like the guy who can unlock a lot of things with that group as an offensive player because he is, in a lot of ways, kind of their, their most well-rounded offensive guy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that Toronto game, once they got it to overtime and it, like, looked like if you're, like, playing 2K and you're just, like, you're, you play all your guys until they're way too tired right. and, like, you just can't get past anyone. That's kind like of that's what it felt yeah, like. Just no, no, they could not get past anyone. They couldn't beat anyone off the dribble. That was that was that road trip was impre- was positive for that game. Like that, you you kind of were expecting to be Brooklyn, I guess. It was still a quality win, mm-hmm. but that was the one they had to get on that trip. But then that Toronto game was the swing game. Right, that was the and one that that was that was. I think to me, I think Milwaukee said the most impressive was they didn't have Jimmy just because of the circumstances, mm-hmm. but. The Toronto game kind of showed me more because right. That's kind of what I mean you know? when I say like yeah. the, the, it was. That's what the team looks like, yeah, right? Exactly. And they oh, without Goran too, though. So uh, yeah, without Goran. But I mean, that's like we said that that group of three is going to be, I think, the finishing lineup, right? With some other two guys. Probably with Goran on in there too. Yeah, because he's just he might be their and Tyler here, like I said, that, and Tyler here, <laughs> that's yeah. the lineup. Yeah, honestly, I mean, right? that, like that could be it. Like when when Goran's healthy, I think against Brooklyn. They use a closing lineup of those four and Duncan, I want to say, which was int- it's kind of similar to the right to the lineup y- you're talking about, but it was Duncan in place of Tyler. So I, it's a little bit more shooting instead of the uh, creating, the creator, more spot up shooting, especially right. But which is kind of what you want, right? So, I, but I would I be surprised if they use Tyler instead of Duncan at some point? That, obviously not. Like. That's gonna happen. It's just a matter of them all being yeah. healthy at the same time. Yeah, I mean, there's like we said, it's what Spo teams have always gotten better in the second half. Yeah. Like he March is their best month. Usually. He spends yeah. the first couple of months tinkering. Obviously, the injuries this year have kind of kept them from doing some of the things offensively or, or lineup wise that um, I think you and I are excited to see. But um, that again, that Toronto. I mean, that's going to be in a lot of ways the lasting kind of takeaway from this month. When you think of what the team's ceiling can be, what you see what they did then, just defensively. Like, there's not very many teams that can roll out three defensive players yeah. like that, right? Until until they blow out the Lakers on Friday. 
25 <laughs> points. No, but, I mean, yeah, that, that's that's kind of like you saw the Heat's potential. Right. And, yes, they've been really good offensively this year, shooting-wise, at least for the first month plus. Um, but it's their defense where that's going to win them games in the yeah. playoffs. And that makes them a good team. Their, their ability to consistently play elite defense is what sets them apart from a 500 team, really. I mean, yeah. that that's that's how they win games. So, yes, they 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 have shooters, as Hassan White would say, um, and they've been a better than we expected offensively. That plays a role, but defensively is kind of what makes them different. I think. Yeah, yeah. A lot of teams have shooters, and I think they do have like a lot of shooters. They like do. it's yeah. that's a real thing. It's a huge difference from last year. Um, but yeah, the defense is you know a lot of teams have a guy who's, who's good at shooters, Duncan Robinson, that plays however many minutes a night Duncan plays. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the fact that they can cover up him oh, and, and Tyler with three really switchable defenders, um, plus like Derek Jones can you know, right. be thrown in the mix. He'd be, you know, I know, for a lot of teams, maybe like kind of their token stopper for certain types of guys. Um, Would you be surprised if they have two guys in the all-defensive team, Jimmy and Bam? No, I mean, Bam, like, I think Bam has, at the, I just, I, when we talked in the preseason, we're like, it's going to be hard because of centers, yeah. but he has gotten that kind of hype, like, yeah. nationally. He's year. definitely going to get votes, that's yeah. for sure. I think Jimmy will probably be on it. Yeah, probably. And then Justice probably won't be on it, but he, he probably gets, he like might get some votes, enough, too. Right? Yeah, but, I mean, they have three guys who really yeah, who are, are all defensive kind of guys. Guys yeah. that are probably going to get votes, <laughs> which is saying something. I think that's kind of... Uh, that's that's impressive in its own right. Yeah, I mean that's the the I mean even the best Heat team like even the big three Heat teams obviously they were incredible offensively mm-hmm. because they had LeBron and Wade but they were really good because they were ridiculous yeah. defensively when that's, they could lock in. That's the Heat. Yeah, that's like always no matter who they have like they had the big three <laughs> and it was like all about defense. Yeah, was like, <laughs> so that's just kind of who this team is and that's what that's what they are this season honestly like they're good offensively like I said but defensively they they are. A, they should be a top five defense. Right now, they're not. Actually. I think they're not. I think they're not kind of, like, he was annoyed about that yesterday. It's like we dropped like three. I think they're eight or nine. Yeah, or I, think, I think they were nine entering tonight, and you know they didn't have a great. I mean, they were okay defensively against the Bulls, but they didn't have a great night. So this is a night they should have like piled it up. Like, yeah, and gotten maybe up to six again. Yeah. Or five. But <laughs> I, I think I think at the end of the season they probably will be in the top five just because. Yeah, probably. And this guy, obviously in the East, it's a, you get a little bit lighter yeah, schedule. Yeah, for, sure. for sure. Um, but but yeah, they got the personnel to do. That kind of thing. Um, anything else you want to hit on before we uh, finish up? Uh, no, I mean the ten will start at home is impressive. Yeah, that especially, is especially after last year. After last year, and it's so. I mean, not, I know you know they haven't played many good teams at home. I think the only winning team they've played at home is Houston. Yeah, that sounds so, right. But they've beaten for the most. Other than these last two against Washington and. Chicago, right? They've been blowouts. Yeah, been blowouts. Like I think like there was a Detroit game that they won by by nine, nine, but they were up by like twenty-two or something in the third quarter. Like seven of the ten have been uh, by double digits. Double digits. And two of them, two of the ones that were not double digits, have been the last two games. Yeah. And then the Detroit game was the other, like you said. Yeah. The rest have been like by 15, 16, 20 plus points. Mm -hmm. So uh, they've they haven't been great many good teams. But they're taking care of business. But they take care of business. And and I still, they're still undefeated, I think, against teams with sub-500 yeah, records. that's correct. Yeah, because their only losses are to really, honestly, good teams. Really good teams, yeah. yeah. And that, that's why that Toronto game was so important, because it was the first right. time in a long time that they had beaten, like, a really... An elite team. Elite team. Well, that was, at that point, an elite team. 
Yeah. Well, we can get into our conversation about Toronto another time, but I just don't <laughs> think they're you're out on Toronto. I mean, they're a playoff team, but I just don't think they're like what they the are heat broke right them. now. Yeah, I just I like pa- Pascal, but they're I just don't know if he's a true true number one, you know. But again, we can get into it. <laughs> <team. laughs> um, all right, I think we can wrap up there. Um, thanks, you guys, for as always for listening. Um, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Uh, if you didn't read his Chris Silva story from last week, uh, check it out. It was a pretty good one. What do you, what do you like from that one, talking to him? Uh, just a crazy, just yeah, crazy story. story. Crazy story. Like, I, you know, I, I knew about his story. It's very well documented. But when I asked him, you know, oh, when's the last time you seen your family? Oh, I've seen him once since I came here at 16. And it mm-hmm. was when I was a sophomore in college. And I was yeah. just going to renew my visa. Like, it was for a two-week trip. Um, it's just insane. They've never seen him play organized basketball. Yeah. And hopefully, I mean, his hope is that it will change this season, you know, once he signs his, oh, his real, real contract, contract. Which contract. he can do in, what, like January? Mid-January, yeah. yeah. So that'll be, you know, that's that's a story to watch. Like, if his parents go, that's going to be something to yeah. really, I think, follow. You know, like, uh-huh. that'll be cool. I'm, I'm sure he might have a 30-point game that night. It might be the Chris <laughs> Silva game. <laughs> just because imagine how playing for your, in front of your parents for the first time, mm-hmm. and it's an NBA game. Yeah. That's so unique. Yeah. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at dbwilson2. Um, I didn't really work on anything big this week. Just everywhere. Just everywhere. Just everywhere. <laughs> I'm going to the state cha- football championships on Wednesday, so if you're into high school football, uh, you can check me out there. But, yeah, thanks again, as always, for listening, and we'll uh, talk to you guys next week.